It's the Perry and Shauna podcast on the real life journey with you, reminding you that you are Abba's beloved child and that Jesus has called you into his massive mission to heal the world. Hey, it's really sweet to be with you. Thanks for sharing some of your time, a friend. In the ancient book of Job, Job is a righteous man who's been blessed in every single way. But Satan says to God, Job's just serving you because he's blessed. Take everything away from him and he'll curse you. And God allows it. And that's the inspiration behind the new sci-fi thriller, The Shift, starring Neil McDonough from Minority Report, Christopher Palaha from Wonder Woman 1984, Sean Astin from Lord of the Rings, and Liz Tabish from The Chosen. And I'm talking with the producer of The Shift, Ken Carpenter. So the film The Shift, and you as the producer, what drew you to this story? The, the key thing that drew me to the story, truthfully, is the different nature of it, which is to say, I think we're at an exciting time in this world of faith-adjacent film where audiences and filmmakers are starting to really ask, what else is there out there for us that might be a little different than a lot of the faith-centric films that have gone before us? many of which seem to have a certain patina that permeates the storytelling. But I saw that the shift with its ambitious blend of allegory and sci-fi and romance was going to be a completely new path in that really it kind of throws a grenade into, you know, conventional storytelling in this sphere. And that, that got my attention. Then of course I, Liked this script. I liked the writer director. So all those things converged into yeah. riveting my attention. So it's based on the book of Job. Yeah. I think Perry, maybe a, a more accurate way of saying it is that it's inspired by the book of Job. If if someone comes in and and, and really wants to get a scorecard out and and say, you know, how does this compare to what happens in chapter seven? They're gonna be disappointed, they're gonna be very busy. But it's inspired by the travails that Job faced and this fundamental question of, is there hope after loss? Is there restoration? Does God have something for us around however dark a chapter may be with what we're going through? So I think of it as Job being the launching pad for the story more than a retelling necessarily. So give us a flyover of the plot. Right. A working man, an executive, is mysteriously shifted to a dystopian future where he encounters a particularly menacing adversary known as the Benefactor. The Benefactor offers our lead character, Kevin Garner, a path out if he'll uh, merely lay down his convictions and the world gets progressively more challenging for Kevin. But in the end, hopefully he's buoyed and inspired to continue his fight to get back to the woman he loves. He loses everything, right? He loses everything that is important to him. And the benefactor Correct. is like the devil. And the yeah. devil, devil offers him like kingship, rule, everything right. he wants except that he can't have the woman he loves unless he curses God. That's right. 
all the earthly and relational temptations are placed before Kevin, but he fights a good fight to remain steadfast and to be faithful and to, again, work his way back to the woman he loves. You know, it's like the temptation of Jesus, you know, where Satan says, look at here, I got all the kingdoms of the world if you just bow down to me. And so the enemy offers us whatever kind of kingdoms of the world and we have a choice to make. How can we make the right choice? Yeah, it's it's funny, you know, every movie impacts every viewer different. It's it's so much about what we bring to a movie. To me, the more than any material temptations that the benefactor might set before Kevin Garner is this notion of am I going to continue to trust that the hand of providence will guide me through and guide me to the other side of this dark chapter that I'm in. I think more than anything, it's that temptation to lay down your faith and abandon your faith and walk away from your faith. That's what's the real temptation in front of Kevin. That's what I see. But I think, you know, Kevin, spoiler alert, you know, I think he clings to those glimpses of truth and beauty and hope that God has put in his life, seeks to stay strong therein. What many of us try to do when we're trying to put one foot in front of the other in a dark time. What's the next film? The next film is a film called Shades of Violet that I'm producing with Chris Palaha, who stars in The Shift. And in short, it's the story. It's it's set in post-depression Appalachia uh, about a mom and her five children and her slow descent into mental illness Wow! at a time when we didn't really have the vocabulary to talk about it. Hmm. But it's a much like the book of Ecclesiastes. It's, it's, it's a gut wrenching story, but also a beautiful story about the things that matter most, a stalwart, faithful, supportive husband, a mom who wants more than anything to pass a baton of, healthiness to her kids. It's really saying, wow, this this existence on this planet is going to include pain mm. alongside beauty and joy. And how do we reconcile those things, that reality, that truth, and, and walk through it well? Are you familiar with Psalm 88? <laughs> yes. <laughs> what do you think about Psalm 88? I, I think that we're not going to have it all figured out on this side. I, I like it and the rest of the Psalms alongside the Proverbs in, invite us into um, really wrestling day to day, hour to hour through this messy, beautiful walk of being a person of faith. The amazing thing about Psalm 88 is it doesn't end on a high note. Most Psalms have yeah. the deep lament, but then praise God, but it ends in darkness and I think to me, mm. God is saying, you know what? Life's going to be like that sometimes. And it's yeah. okay. It's okay. Yeah. It doesn't yeah. need to wrap up in a nice, neat bow. It will eventually. There's hope, but it might not come as soon as we want it to. You know, Perry, that circles back to what we talked about earlier, which is this evolving season in faith-centric film. My hope is that more and more filmmakers are 
empowered to explore different kind of stories that might be inspired by Psalm 88 <laughs> and, and other things that make us ask big questions and really wrestle well, hopefully. I love that. With life on this planet. Yeah. Yeah, I love that. I just finished reading Bono's autobiography, Surrender. Mm. And one of the things Bono says is that he doesn't say this in a self-righteous way. He just says Christian music is dishonest. Mm. How so? In the sense that everything wraps up nice and neat in three minutes. Mm. And, you know, when Bono sings about faith, he just goes to his doubt he goes to his struggle. He goes to the lament. He goes to, you know, Psalm 88. And that's how he yeah. expresses his faith. And you almost go like, well, is this guy a believer? And he genuinely yeah. is rooted in the scriptures, but it's art is about honesty. May there be voices emerge in this world of film that um, are inspired by Bono. We're headed to Ireland now. Uh, the shift is releasing there and in the UK. So if I see him, I'll, I'll tell him that you and I had a nice chat about him in his book. Ken, talk about the amazing cast you have for the shift. I hope audiences will enjoy the performances of the actors. We, we were able to cast the film in a strong way. We brought in Neil McDonough who many people know from Yellowstone or Band of Brothers or Minority Report. And he plays the benefactor in a uh, really arresting way. And Kevin Palaha from Wonder Woman 1984 and lots of other movies is, is our Kevin Garner. and It's just fantastic. And then there's Sean Astin from Goonies and Rudy and Lord of the Rings plays a nice role in the movies. And Liz Tabish, who plays Mary Magdalene in The Chosen just does a magnificent turn in this movie. So really, really fantastic ensemble cast we've been able to include. The film is photographed beautifully. And one thing you may resonate with, our score was written by Dan Hasseltine mm. and um, his partner, Matt Nelson. Dan was in a little band called Jars of Clay and <laughs> brings a musical like genius to the, to the voicing of our score. If you're not tracking or clocking with the film, just close your eyes and enjoy Dan's music. It's really a treat. <laughs> wow. I don't know about you, but there's a very real struggle in me to make my life all about me and my glory and my fame and to get applause rather than making my life about God's glory and God's fame. I'm talking with Ken Carpenter producer of the new sci-fi thriller in theaters right now that draws its inspiration from the book of Job. Yeah, the creative arts, you know, we do what we do for God, but we also want our, in my case, music. I want my music to be heard. You want your films to be seen, but our motives can get in the way because I find that I can turn it into, well, I want it to be about me, not about God. There's that shift that takes place. How do you keep centered in continuing to make it about God or resetting when you're not making it about God? This may be elementary, Perry, but uh, one of my daily disciplines, as best I can, is to uh, read the proverb of the day, 31 chapters. There's always one for the day. And boy, it just, I can do it over and over and over again. 
the reminders of humility and our place in the eternal scope of things are clear and just God willing ground me mm-hmm. pretty regularly. Thanks for letting Barry and Shauna walk the real life journey with you. The content from the Perry and Shauna podcast comes from their live show, Perry and Shauna Mornings on 89.3 Moody Radio, Grand Rapids, Michigan. Reach out to us by texting 800-968-8930 and please subscribe.